Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. I am your host today, I am John Lewis. That's who I'm going to be today and unapologetically I'll be him and unapologetically black. I hope y'all have had a great time since the last time I've spoken to you. Um, I know it's been a crazy couple of days, about actually a week I'm going to say, since I didn't record last week. And I didn't record last week because I was going to the March on Washington, uh, which happened on August 28th. So a little bit about over, what, four or five days ago is when I was there. So I want to save this new episode until after the March. Um, I hope that y'all all have had a great time. I hope you've been fantastic, great people out there fighting for the rights, making sure you're spreading the word that it's time for us to get out. Vote. If you're able to vote early, make sure that you do. Make sure that you get your vote in because your vote matters. No matter what they say on the television, your vote matters. It matters. It matters. It matters. Um, so, like always, if you want to interact with the show, feel free to do so through all of the social media platforms at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy, or you can email me at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That is Lifestyle, G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy at gmail.com. I'll be sure to read your emails, and you can also reach out to me if you want to ask me questions, you want to see what I do as far as giving you advice for things, whatever you would like to have, feel free to email it to me. Now, I can't promise I'm going to do everything. Like, the person who asked me to get them a unicorn horn, um, that's just a no. I just don't know how to do that. And I think it would be a crime against all fairy creatures if I were to do that. (laughs) All right? Um, But what I have to say is, If you're going to write me and you want to use some curse words, you know what? It is September 1st, the day I'm recording this episode, the first day of my birth month. So I will allow you to use one motherfucking curse word in your email to me. Now, I mean, you can curse about Donald Trump and all the other people if you want to write me about them. But if you want to curse at me, you only get one curse word today. So make sure you make it well. Like, save that golden-plated bitch you were waiting to use for that email, all right? So, y'all, um, I just want to get into the episode today because I want to talk about the experience that I had over the weekend and part of last week during the weekdays for the March on Washington. Um, if you're not familiar with the March on Washington, so the March on Washington, this occurred on August 28th, 2020. And this is the 57th anniversary. So 57 years ago, 1963, August 28th, was the first March on Washington, where Martin Luther King delivered his I Have a Dream speech in front of the Lincoln Memorial. There were thousands of people down there when it originally happened. And when I tell y'all last week, August 28, 2020, there were just as many people. There were thousands of people down at the Lincoln Memorial there in protest and solidarity and saying that we're not going to take this shit any 
fucking more. Y'all, when I say it was a powerful moment in time, it's going to be a powerful moment in history. It was amazing. If anybody were to tell me, if you were to write me an email to the mailbox, lifestylegbb at gmail.com, if you were to write me an email and say, Andrew, in a year, you would be standing in the reflection pool, in the water of the reflection pool, in front of the Lincoln Memorial, listening to Martin Luther King Jr.'s granddaughter and Al Sharpton and his son speaking about all these crazy things that are going on in our country right now, I would have called you a liar. I would have said, there's no fucking way I'll be standing ankle deep in the water of the reflection pool listening to these great people speak. Would have never believed you. Um, but I was there. I was there in the water of the reflection pool saying, we're not going to take this shit anymore. We're not. Um, for anybody who's out there who has gotten depressed, um, downtrodden, you feel like life means absolutely nothing right now because every time you turn on your television, there's another black person being killed by the police, being shot in the back while they're just trying to leave when they're the ones who were trying to get help from the police, being held at gunpoint when they're the ones who called for the police, being held at gunpoint because they're cutting their grass, being held at gunpoint because they're trying to walk into the business that they own, being shot at because they decided to walk away from the police. Don't let that discourage you right now. I know it's big words to say in this moment, and it's harder to actually do, but don't let that stop you from getting out there, showing your face, speaking up, say something they may attack you for. It's all right, because our silence will equal death. If you don't vote, that's going to equal death. I mean, the fucking Clementine in the White House right now is supporting a group of men who went down to Kenosha on trucks, spraying people with irritants. And I'm saying irritants because we don't know if it was bear mace. We don't know if it was pepper spray. We don't know if this was some concoction that these people made at their own house. But they went downtown in Kenosha, Wisconsin, on the back of pickup trucks with their Trump 2020 flags and their Blue Lives Matter flags, and they started attacking the peaceful protesters who were down there. And then one of them ended up getting killed. Now, I never support violence against other people, and I'm not going to cheer for death. I won't do that. I have to say that this is the consequence to an action that that individual made. And the Clementine person in the White House right now is literally refusing to condemn these men who went down there to attack peaceful protesters. He called them patriots. He called them patriots. Patriots for going down there and harming other American citizens. Make it make sense, Sway. I don't understand that. So, 
as y'all see, we got a carrot in the White House who doesn't know how to do anything. Um, the First Lady, oh my gosh, you know, I was expecting her to steal a portion of uh, Michelle Obama's speech again, which I don't think she stole any of Michelle Obama's speech this time, but she was just as uneducated as I would expect her to sound, and it's ridiculous. You have to understand, if you're listening to this and you're wondering, why is all these things happening? Right now, we have the cult of Clementine president infecting America. It's a cult. It's a cult. It's just like we want to say the Jonestown Massacre, the People's Temple, was a cult. Um, it, it's a cult. That is what we're viewing right now. We are viewing a cult taking over America. It's not based on science. It's not based on accurate information. It's not based in reality. It's all based off of white privilege, racism, and following somebody who quite frankly would love to see all black people back in the fields picking cotton and getting whipped to death. That is what we're seeing right now. And this cult mentality that has taken over only will get worse if we don't fight back against it. It's clear as day that it'll only get worse. So what I have for y'all today, I have a little bit of a treat. I have taken some of the audio um, while I was recording at the protest, and I'm going to play it for you. I have some of Al Sharpton's speech, and then I also have some of the speeches of the family members of all these amazing Black people who have been murdered by police recently. Um, and you know, one of the things that just happens to be so sad about it is the March on Washington was the first stage of civil rights freedom, essentially, for us here in the United States when it came to protesting and speaking out. And I look at where we're at now. I didn't want to be in Washington, D.C. for the March on Washington for what we have to be there for now, to say stop killing us, to say stop murdering us in the streets, to say that we deserve equal rights. I mean, how in the world is that even a conversation? How is it a conversation that we have to say we all deserve equal rights? And there are literally people on the other side who are like, no, that doesn't sound okay. That sounds very weird. You want equality? Everybody doesn't deserve equality is essentially what they're saying on the other side. So it's just weird. I didn't want to have to be in D.C. for this moment. I would have loved to have been there to commemorate the I Have a Dream speech in the March on Washington and say that we made it. But now we're there saying we're going to make it. So I'm happy that I was there. I wish it was under different circumstances. That's the part that just really tears me up on the inside. Um, before I do get into the actual audio that I'm going to play for y'all, uh, make sure that you do go out and vote. It is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly important. Um, we need to make sure that the John Lewis Voting Rights Act of 2020 is made official. Um, this bill is going to make sure that the voter suppression that we're seeing now... <laughs> which we are seeing voter suppression. Voter suppression is going to come in the way of 
uh, President Clementine slowing down the mail service for people who want to do mail-in voting. That's also coming through the way that we're seeing less uh, poll workers being hired, money and funding being cut from polling places. We see polling places being taken away. In some states, there were about 20, and now there's only four. So this is all voter suppression. The person who happens to be renting the White House right now does not want us to get out there and vote because if we do, we can see that he's going to be removed. Um, just how sociopathic his son looks, he's probably just as much as a sociopath. We're hearing that from his own family members and candid recordings and them speaking about this individual who we all know is not equipped to run this country. I mean, it's not even a question of can he do it? It's just like we know that he's unable to do it. All right. Um, a few other things that I do want to bring up just before we go through. Uh, if you think that your voice doesn't matter, if you think that going to the protest doesn't matter, or if you think that your vote isn't going to matter, then you have essentially become the person who's going to allow President Clementine to get back in that White House. Your voice matters. Your vote matters. Everything you do from the point that you realize that you have the power to change this word world matters. It all matters. All right. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to start playing some of this audio. I want you to hear this amazing speech from Reverend Al Sharpton. And I will be back. Enjoy y'all. Enjoy it. It was a powerful moment. And I hope any of you who are listening, who were there, you took this home, shared it with your friends, your family members, and anybody else out there who you know just needed to hear the fact that there are Black people and Black allies who are willing to stand up and say, not today, Satan. Not today. All right, y'all. I'll be back. For us to vote like we never voted before. And don't just vote for the top of the ticket. Vote all the way down. Go down from the top to the bottom. Vote all the way to the dog catcher. We want to get rid of anybody that's in our way. Because our parents died to give us the right to vote. You can mess with the mail, but it ain't the sacrifice that Goodman and Cheney and Swanny gave. Our vote is dipped in blood. Our vote is dipped in those that went to their grave. We don't care how long the line, we don't care what you do, we wanna vote not for one candidate or the other, but we gonna vote for a nation that'll stop the George Floyds that will stop the Brianna Chambers. They say when George Zimmerman was acquitted for the murder when he was acquitted for the murder of Trayvon Martin three young Genius Sisters wrote the slogan Black Lives Matter and it resonated. Why did it resonate? 
because too long you acted like we didn't matter. They said, well, everybody matters, but everybody hasn't mattered the same in America. Reason we had and still have to say Black Lives Matter is because we get less health care like we don't matter. We go to jail longer for the same crime like we don't matter. We get poverty, unemployment, double the others like we don't matter. We treated with disrespect by policemen that we pay their salaries like we don't matter. So we figured we'd let you know whether we tall or short, fat or skinny, light skin or dark skin, black lives matter. And we won't stop until it matters to everybody. Let the sister, if she want to hold up her fist, leave her alone. Let me say, as we hear from some of the victims, and as we get ready to march over to the King Memorial, 1963, Dr. King talked about he had a dream. Today, we heard from his heir and his son, Martin Luther King III, his beautiful wife, Andrea, and his granddaughter, Yolanda. And they are in their bloodline, the children and grandchildren of the dreamer. But we come in the same spiritual lineage. Because I want this country to know that even with your brutality, you can't rob us of our dreams. Your bigotry can't rob us of our dreams. Because we've always had the dream beyond our circumstance. We always had the dream of being what we were not allowed to be. We are the dream keepers, which is why we come today black and white and all races and religions and, so and sexual orientations to say this dream is still alive. You might have killed the dreamer, but you can't kill the dream. Yes. Because truth crushed the earth shall rise again. We gonna rise never to fall again. We gonna stand up even when our legs are tired. We gonna make this dream come true. Yes. Let me say this. Let me say this as we close. I want everybody to be orderly. 
Let me say this. We all should leave here committed to keeping this dream alive. I want everybody that went to the website of National Action Network Net, nationalactionnetwork.net, that wants to help us on election day be poll watchers to protect our vote. I want you that will be signing up. Early voting starts in two weeks. We on a nonpartisan way want to put people all over this country. They want to suppress our vote. We've got to have foot soldiers that will protect the vote and that will be out there. And I want you to say to yourself that you could have been so much more. You had ideas and dreams, not only as a race, but as a person. But society had their knee on your neck. We could have developed and been as successful as others, but society had their knee on our neck. But we're not going to lay and submit no more. We're not going to take it. Some have different tactics, but we all are rising up. You're going to get your knee off our neck. If we got to march every day, if we got to vote every day, we will get your knee off our neck. God. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. enough. No justice. No peace. No justice. No peace. No justice. No peace. No justice. No peace. All right. I want to bring out, I want y'all to back up. I want y'all to bring to my left is the mother of Breonna Taylor. for Breonna Taylor. Uh, second, I just wanna, uh, I gotta thank Louisville, Until Freedom, my family, and most importantly, Kenneth Walker for coming out here and continuing to say her name louder. Uh, what we need is change, and we're at a point where we can get that change. But we have to stand together. We have to vote.
Brianna Taylor. Brianna Taylor. Lincoln, all of the broken promises. We all stop when a man was killed with a knee on his neck, narrated his own death on videotape and didn't know they were recording. But his death has been the impetus of a global movement. I bring you his brother, the brother of George Floyd, Fiona's Floyd.
need to follow us while we're marching to enact laws to protect us.
wait a minute, y'all too close to each other. Y'all stretch your arms out and stretch out now. I know we outside, you got on a mask, but don't get that close. Y'all spread your arms and social distance. Y'all too tight up here. <laughs> Few days ago. They can't stand in the ball. Okay, go ahead, please. Come on, sister. 130. Yeah. Give a hand to Floyd family as we get ready. Please have one speaker. <laughs> Sometimes at a protest, you got to get people in check. Now, a few days ago, I got a call and talked to a father whose son was shot in Kenosha, Wisconsin, seven times in the back. While he was running into his car, policemen had the edge of his t-shirt. There was no weapon in his hand. There was no threat to the policeman. By law, a policeman should only use deadly force when they are on a light extenuating circumstance. What could have been the circumstance when a man's running away from you? What could have been the circumstance when a man is trying to get in his car? Now they say they may have found a knife in his car. Well, did they examine the police to see if they had x-ray vision to see through the car door? When he shot him, he didn't know what was in the car. What he knew was that a black man seems to be expendable. And we come to say we are no longer expendable. We are going to demand justice. His mother and father are both here. His mother got a little heat exhaustion and is sitting in the tent. But I bring you the father of this young man who we are all rallying for. This is Jacob's daddy who said to me, I'm gonna fight for my son. I'm gonna fight for justice. Let's welcome to the platform, Jacob C. Say his name. 
Jacob Blake. Say his name. Jacob Blake. Say his name. Jacob Blake. Say his name. Jacob Blake. His his sister's gonna first speak for the mother. Who's here in the tent? America, unapologetically, I am here to tell you in front of the world that you got the right one. God has been prepared me. America, your reality is not real. Catering to your delusions is no longer an option. We will not pretend. We will not be your docile slave. We will not be a footstool to oppression. Most of all, we will not dress up this genocide and boo and call it police brutality. We will only pledge allegiance to the truth. Black America, I hold you accountable. You must stand, you must fight, but not with violence and chaos. With self-love, learn to love yourself, black people. Unified. Group economics. Black women, you are your brother's keeper. I know it's heavy, but forgive him and heal his manhood was taken from him a long time ago. Build him up. Black children, read, learn, grow, and live, and question everything. Black men, Floyd. We find them guilty. guilty. 
Racism against Jacob Blake. Abdul Duwala. If I said the name wrong, Allah forgive me. Guilty! And we're not taking it anymore. I ask everyone to stand up. No justice! No peace! No justice! No peace! I met this man when I was seven years old. How did I know I was going to meet this man again in these circumstances? I truly did not want to come and see y'all today for these reasons. My father was in town for the first march on D.C. I have a duty. I have a duty to support and understand each one. Each, I love everybody in this crowd. I love you. Yeah, if love nobody told you today, Big Jake loves you. We love you. But we're going to stand up, baby. We're going to stand up together. I need your strength. Big Daddy's legs ain't that good anymore. I need your strength. No justice. No peace. No justice. No peace. I love y'all. I want to bring attorney B.I.B. Lamont, who represents these families. Then I want attorney Stewart to come, who represents others. There are many families here, and I think we should hear from a few more before we march to the King Memorial. Good afternoon, D.C. I'm attorney B.I.B. Lamar. I represent the Joel Acevedo family who was killed in the city of Milwaukee by an off-duty officer before George Floyd and was strangled for 10 minutes. I also represent the family of Jacob Blake who was unhumanly just killed, shot seven times, but he lives today. At this time, I want to just thank Reverend L. Sharpton and the National Action Network for having this event here today, because action is what we're here for. I'm going to tell you right now, we're tired of talking. We're tired of talking. We're tired of playing games. 2020 is the year that America is going to be put on timeout. We thank the Milwaukee Bucks. And all the NBA teams who sacrificed their game for this special cause. We thank the Major League Baseball, we thank all the actors, entertainers, celebrities across this country who utilize their platform for justice. Today, I just want to let you know, this is the last season of the police version of How to Get Away with Murder. We know your playbook. We know your plays. Step one, claim that you in fear. Find an object or action and say that you in fear so that you have to justify killing a black and brown person. Step two, assassinate that black and brown person. And then step three, you assassinate his character. Then after you get to step four, you delay your investigation. You, you exaggerate it. 
you got the video that takes 20 seconds to watch, but you take two, three, four, five, six months to say you're still investigating. And then when you call an uproar around our community, then you attack our protesters that are gathering peacefully and take any extreme and use tear gas against them. I want to let you know we're here today because the game is over. This timeout is not in vain. We know your plays and it's over. It is training day for police officers and law enforcement agencies across the country. It is training day. If you don't train your officers on the standard operating procedures and get them racial bias training, the great civil rights lawyers in this country will hold you accountable. And I'm gonna let you right now, right now, it's not gonna be cheap, because black lives matter. I wanna thank you right now all across this country for standing up for justice, standing up for this very important cause. The time is now to take change, and we're not going to stop until we get it. And we're going to shut it down if we don't get it. If we don't get it, if we don't get it. Wow. Thank you. Now I'm going to bring up the family of Joel Acevedo, another case in the state of Wisconsin where an officer strangled an innocent man for 10 minutes. Let us free! We need to be free. We are free people. I come down here to let everyone know and let these governments know as well that we have rights. And if there's not going to be no justice, there's never going to be no peace. I love that this is what God wants our brothers and sisters to stand in one and unity with the Hispanics, Asians. Every different nationality is standing to the standing for right. Joel Acevedo did not deserve to die. He was my son, invited to a police party where there was drugs and alcohol. The city of Milwaukee's been hiding this case. They choked him for over 10 minutes into the officer's house, Michael Mattioli, along with his two accomplices that they want to use as witnesses, Andrew Jokowski and Eric, Mr. Peterson, I tell you right now, America, wake up, because you're going to get a rude awakening. And we come against you, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ. We stand for what's right. Thank you. I love you all. As we bring on Attorney Stewart and the family of Ahmed Aubrey, hold it. We're trying to get everybody in. As we get the next set of family members to come forward and then prepare to march to King Memorial. Many athletes and artists have stood for justice. One of them said, I'm coming to sing for the family. May we hear 
from internationally acclaimed artist B.B. Winans. <laughs> no justice. This song I wrote after the death of Freddie Gray. My son at the time was 15 years old. All right, y'all, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the first part of that audio from the post protest of Al Sharpton speaking. Um, I hope that you also get to enjoy the sounds of what a protest is. So if you've never been to a protest, there's gonna be a lot of sounds, there's gonna be a lot of things that maybe you don't pick up on or you hear. So. I'm pretty sure that you heard there was a drum beating. Every time Al Sharpton made a point, there was somebody with a drum hitting it. Um, that person was actually standing, I want to say about 30 to 40 feet away from me. They were also standing inside of the reflection pool. Um, and this was an individual who I'm going to identify as they um, because I don't know how they identify as far as their pronouns. But they were there. They had a Black Lives Matter flag. They also had a Trans Lives Matter flag. And they had the progressive gay flag. So that's the gay flag that includes the trans colors and black and brown to represent queer people of color. Um, and they were beating their drum to also make their own point of, I'm here with you in solidarity, I'm standing here. And this individual was white. They were a white ally who was there in protest, standing there in solidarity. And it was such a beautiful thing to see. So, 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 so beautiful. Um, also, you probably heard there were people yelling in the background, saying no justice, no peace. Uh, Black Lives Matter. We're chanting their names. These are all sounds that you're going to hear at a protest, no matter what protest you go to. Because those chants those things that are said, people expressing their frustration, their anger, their happiness, their joy, their sadness, their sorrow, everything is going to get expressed at a protest. You're going to hear all of these sounds, things that you may have never thought you would have heard before or things that you didn't think you were going to hear during a protest. They're all going to be there. Um, Al Sharpton's speech was so moving, and I wish I could have gotten the entire thing on audio so you could all have heard it. But I'll make sure that I do find it and post it on the socials. And also, it's out there itself already. If you just Google Al Sharpton March on Washington 2020 speech, and you can get the entire thing as well in its whole entirety, including when uh, <clears throat> Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s granddaughter spoke. Uh, you can get her speech there too. She has restored my faith in humanity. She has restored my faith in humanity. The younger generation is not taking this bullshit and they are not afraid to call us out and say, older generation, you really dropped the ball and we're here to fix it. And it's beautiful. It's so, so, so beautiful to see in here. Um, <clears throat> also, I'm going to giggle here for a little bit. Y'all probably heard Al Sharpton getting families and people together up there. 
saying, okay, y'all being too loud, y'all doing too much right now. Sometimes you got to. In this next audio clip that I'm going to play for you, you're going to hear a portion of a song written by B.B. Winans, and it's about Black Lives Matter, and it's a beautiful, beautiful song. And then after that, you're going to start hearing from family members, parents, brothers, sisters, siblings, um, distant relations, lawyers of families who have lost people to police violence. Um, Ahmaud Arbery's family members are going to talk. James Blake, his father, is going to talk. I think even his mother spoke. Uh, There's just going to be more. There's so many. And the part that I want to bring up that is frustrating about it, there are so many people who have been murdered by the police that there was not enough time at the march for all family members to speak. Let that sink in for a minute. So many people have been murdered by the police that there wasn't enough time for all of them to speak. They had to be moved along at a faster pace because there were too many people that this has already happened to. If you think that police brutality is not an issue in this country, you're wrong. I'm just going to tell you like that flat out, you're wrong. You are dead ass wrong if you think that police brutality is not an issue in this country. There's no reason why police departments around the nation should have tanks. There are no reason why police departments around this country should have so much riot gear that they could put the military to shame. That makes absolutely no sense. You know, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to get messages and I'm going to hear from people who say, well, look at how the protesters are acting. They're out there looting and burning shit down and all these things. Okay, one, those are not the protesters who are doing that. And two... At the end of the day, buildings and items can be replaced. Jobs can be made, repaired, and fixed. But you know what can't come back? The person who was murdered in the street. They can't come back. There's no way to fix that. That person is dead. So for anybody who's out there thinking, oh, well, black lives doesn't matter because they're destroying shit anyways, you're wrong. You are wrong. And quite frankly, you could probably be as bright as a brick. Like, imagine screwing a brick into a lamp and saying, this is going to light up the room. That's what you are if you think that it's okay. If you think that police brutality is not thing. Uh, I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now, but I'm thinking about Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is the ambassador to the United Nations appointed under... Uh, President Carrot, and that woman is such a flaming idiot. That's the only thing I can relate people to who say that police brutality and racism isn't a thing. I mean, she got on TV with a straight face and said that America is not a racist country, of all things. Um, So if you don't think that we have an issue in this country, you're about as smart as she is, and she's probably about as smart as a brick. So, you know, be careful with what you're doing out there. Be careful who you put your support behind. But I want to go ahead and get into the second part of the audio that I have to share with you. Again, you're going to hear a recording of B.B. Winding's song about Black Lives Matter. 
And then from there, you're going to start hearing from some of the family members. And I'll be back in to check in with y'all. But I just want you to enjoy this glorious moment that we got to hear. Um, Also, you're going to, again, you might even get a little bit of laugh of it. But you're going to hear Al Sharpton getting people together like he's somebody's uh, grandfather up on a podium. I would not want to be sitting next to this man in church because I feel like he has those hands that'll pop your wrist so hard that your own children will feel it. (laughs) But enjoy y'all and I will be back. Chris Stewart with attorney Justin Miller and I bring you words and thanks for the support that y'all have given us in all of our cases. On behalf of Gianna Floyd, the daughter of George Floyd. On behalf of Rashard Brooks and Tamika Brooks is in the crowd. On behalf of Walter Scott and Alton Sterling and all of the other names. 
the support is because of the community here, because of Rev, because of Lee Merritt, because of Ben Crump, because of all of the people that are standing up and fighting. 57 years ago, we were standing right here trying to fight poverty and oppression. That illness has not changed. There has been no vaccine for racism. There's been no quarantine for police brutality. And that's what we're here for today. Because we're all the cure. All of these families up here, their children are not victims. They're the vaccine. Thank you for your support. Continue to fight because without you, we're nothing. Let us hear. Attorney Merritt is bringing the mother, the sister of Bothan John, killed by a policewoman who said she thought it was her house. Let us hear from the sister. Hello everyone, my name is Elisa Finley. I first want to thank the National Action Network. <laughs> I would like to thank the National Action Network, Reverend Al Sharpton and Martin Luther King III for organizing and convening this march. Botham Jean is my brother. September 6th marks two years since I last heard his voice, heard his laugh, two years since my family has felt whole. Because September 6th will be two years since Amber Geiger shot my brother through his heart. Both of them died while sitting at his home, eating ice cream and watching football. He was minding his own business. Since then, I have been on a mission to seek reform to the severely broken justice system because both of them would still be alive today. Instead, we are nine days away from the second anniversary of his murder. Two years of saying his name and Antoine Rose's name. Ten years of seeking justice for DJ Henry. Four years of saying Terrence Crutcher's name. Saying Chantel Davis, Delron Small, Sandra Bland, Tatiana Jefferson, and so many others. I am tired of learning new names adding new hashtags to an already, lit, already long list of victims of police terror. We cannot allow our brothers and sisters to only be remembered for how they died. We need to continue to push for change so that their lives were not taken in vain. We are all in this together. We are our brothers and sisters keeper. Thank you. Yes. The mother of Ahmed Aubrey, young man jogging, shot down in cold blood in Georgia, Brunswick, Georgia. Give Wanda a big hand. I stand before you as the proud mother of Ahmad Aubrey. I'm carrying a very broken heart, but also a grateful heart that God chose my son, Ahmaud Aubrey, to be a part of this most huge movement. I do believe if we continue to stand and fight together, 
that we will get changed. Sadly, when we have these type of tragic events far too often. But I want each of you to please don't forget their names. Please let their names live forever. I want to share three words with you that I know Ahmad would want me to share with you as well. And that is, I love you. I love you all for standing with us. Love you. I also want you guys to help me chant his name and maybe he'll hear it in the heavens. Say his name. Ahmad Say his name. Ahmad Thank you and I love you. Let us hear from the attorney Lee Merritt. Black Power! I said Black Power! Black Power! Black Power! Black Power! Look, we cannot be afraid to say Black Power. You cannot say that Black Lives Matter if you don't believe in Black Power. Black power! Black power! The only way we stop this from happening is when we begin to exercise our own power. I've been hearing a lie from the Republican National Convention all week, and they keep telling me that this man freed the slaves. Let me tell you something. Lincoln didn't free those slaves. We freed the slaves. We free ourselves when we fight for ourselves. And we fight for ourselves through black power. Say it with me. Black power. Black power. Black power. Black power. Say their names. Atatiana Jefferson. Atatiana Jefferson. Jamel Roberson. Amara Arbery. Botham John. Botham John. Oscar Grant. Seville Smith. DeAndre Yarber. And so many names we can't we can't say them all, but listen, when we say black power, that means it all. So one more time so they hear you in the White House. Black power. Black power. Let us hear from the father of Ahmed Abu. One thing I just want to thank God for all support for my son and his mother. I just want to say it's been a hard road because my boy been lynched by three white men. And it's been a hard road for me and my family. You know, sometimes I find myself saying, I can't believe it. But it's real because I sit back, I'm used to my boy calling me every day and telling me he loved me. And sometimes I be like, wow, he forgot to call me. And it, it just ain't real, I can't believe it. So I sit back and say, my boy gone, he's not coming back. So me and his family got to be his boys now. And we got to keep on fighting. And I'm a fight, because I'm here to fight. 
I'm not going to stop because God called me home. Right. More power to the people. Thank you. Can, can we also say the name Trayvon Martin? Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. Please welcome Trayvon Martin's mother, our hero, our shero, Sabrina Fulton. There she comes, Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. Sabrina Fulton. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just want to say, even though we're going through a crisis, even though it looks dark, I want to tell you to be encouraged. I want to tell you, in spite of what we go through, be strong, stand tall, be encouraged. Don't stop saying Black Lives Matter. Don't stop peaceful protesting. Don't stop praying. Don't stop uniting. Stand together. This is what this is about. We was built for this. And last but not least, I want to leave with you my favorite Bible verse. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. So regardless of what you're going through, trust in God. He's the only thing that matters. Stand up, people. Stand up. We was built for this. Keep fighting. Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. Let's give a round of applause to Sabrina Fulton. All of these families for their strength and their courage. Another brother who the NYPD killed, Eric Garner. I can't breathe. 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 We have now Eric Garner Jr. And if you all would let her make her way to the rostrum. Eric Garner's mother, Gwen Carr. Come on, Eric Garner Jr., give him a round of applause. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. It's been six years since I, my father's words became our words. We have to make a change. I'm challenging the young people to go out and vote. It's possible for a change. We just have to put in the work. Go out and find out what we have to do and what people we have to go in to make a change. We need to march peacefully. I don't want to see no looting. I don't want to see no no nothing. Just march peacefully. I'm everybody Junior. That's my message. We have the mother of Oscar Grant, ladies and gentlemen. Just a word quickly, please. 
Rhonda Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Rhonda Johnson. Good afternoon. I want you to know that this race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the one who endures. And we are a fighting people. Micah says, Micah 6 and 8 says, what does the Lord require of you? To walk humbly and justly. And when we think about justice, we look at as at the people, we have not received the justice that we deserve. And it's going to require each and every one of us to continue to band together, to continue to march, to continue to protest, to continue to call the injustice is unjust. And you, as a people, we as a people, can make it happen. We can change some of the laws that are before us. If we band together, I have with me my brother, Stephen Johnson, Uncle Bobby, and we are here to fight till the end. Because we know, we know from Oscar's case, only 11 months in the county jail. Where is the justice? Thank you. Where is the justice? We look at liberty, and liberty is in balance. And until we as a people begin to fight like we're fighting on today, like Martin Luther King has that dream, and so we must have the dream that we're going to see equality of all people. I am Oscar Grant. We got a couple more out of respect. We just need everyone to bring very brief greetings so we can line up to Mark. The mother of Don Trey Hamilton, give her a round of applause. The people have the power. We will show up on November the 3rd to take our country back. We will show up November the 3rd to take our family back. Jones is here. 
y'all i'm back i'm back i'm back this is gonna be the final little segment i just want to send us off with a word of hope because we're in crunch time now november 3rd is the day of the election but don't forget you have the ability to vote early you can vote safely by mail even if you don't want to mail your vote back You'll be able to drop it off at polling places in your area. Make sure that you know how to vote. Make sure that you are registered to vote. Um, there are a lot of things that you can do. You can go to as far as websites. So you can make sure that you know how to vote um, and make sure that you are registered. One website to go to is IWillVote.com. That is IWillVote.com. So IWillVote.com. I'm going to keep repeating it. This way you can check if you're registered to vote. If you are not registered to vote, you can register to vote on the website. You can choose to vote by mail or vote in person. All of these things can be done from IWillVote.com, or you can call the voter hotline. The voter hotline, that number is 1-833-336-8683. One more time, y'all, for the people in the back. The voter hotline number is 833-336-8683. That is the voter hotline and you can also go to IWillVote.com. These are just two places that you can get information from to vote, how to vote, to register to vote. And I'm going to keep saying that damn word, vote. <clears throat> Hillary Clinton said something about two weeks ago. I want to say it was on television. Just because, and this is not all the things she said, but I'm also going to paraphrase it. But one of the things to take into account, just because there's these polls that are coming out that say President, uh, what am I going to call him next? You know what? President Daffodil, because daffodils have the kind of color <laughs> his skin does. So President Daffodil, uh, 
just because he says that he's going to slow down the mailing or mailing in votes is fraud. Don't forget that he actually votes by mail. That's well and documented. Um, Just because you hear discouraging things about voting by mail, don't give up on it. It's still you expressing your right to vote. Um, Hillary Clinton, I'm paraphrasing what she said a few weeks ago, that just because there's these polls out here that say that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are leading by 19 points, 20 points, or however many points in polls, that does not mean that you do not need to go out and vote. The polls are just giving examples of what people think, but not actual votes. You still need to go out and vote because just like Hillary Clinton, who won the popular vote by 3 million votes, she still lost the election due to the fraudulent practices of the Electoral College. And I'm going to call them fraudulent because it does not represent the American people. The Electoral College is a terrible entity that needs to be banned. It's just another thing that people who want to see Black people and people of color back in slavery created to have more power than the actual vote of the people would have. So get out and vote. Get out and vote. It is important. Get out and vote. All right. I'm going to leave us with a little bit of spoken word that I recently heard. Um, If you haven't seen the show Lovecraft Country, um, it's amazing. It's really good. And this is a part of spoken word that was made for a commercial by Nike for Laomi Maldonado. If you're not familiar with Laomi Maldonado, um, she also goes by Wonder Woman on IG. She is a Vogue legend in the ballroom scene, um, and she is amazing. And I just want to read this because it was a part of the Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country episode that I previously watched yesterday, but then it was also part of this national campaign that a woman who is a trans woman went national for. Trans woman of color. It was a national campaign. And the spoken word in it is just so beautiful. Um, it was written by Day Sezo on IG. Um, that's D-A-Y-S-E-Z-O. Um, and it's just beautiful. So it goes just like this. Hey, Lay, what did you do to make a mark on this world? What mountains did you climb? Which angels gave you their wings? Which skies have you flown? When you reached the heavens, who was there to catch when you fell? And did they tell you that you saved them too, like you saved me? That they are mending their wings and holding them up to the sun just to step back and watch you fly. So go ahead, Lay. Fly. So I'm leaving us with that to say to anybody who's out there, any of those gay black boys who happen to be listening to me, any of those black women, black men, cisgendered, non-binary, however you identify who's listening out there, if you are a person of color, just know that you can fly. At the end of this life, whether you believe in Christianity, God, or whatever, 
If you're asked the question at the end of this life, what did you do? What would you have to say? And don't forget that there are always people out there, even when you don't realize it, who are watching you, who can get inspiration or discouragement from you. I think I'm just going to leave it there. I'm just going to drop the mic there. (laughs) So if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it. Leave me some comments. Send me some emails. Y'all, this this energy of hope and change, we can't let it die out because it's only getting better at this point. And these people out here, these deniers, these racists, these bigots, these xenophobes, they can't deny what's happening. They're scared. That's why they're attacking more. They are scared. They're scared. So... I'm going to sign off here. Thank you all for listening. Because without you, this is impossible. And just ask yourself, at some point, what did you do to make a mark on this world? All right, y'all. I'm out of here.